Welcome to I'm So Obsessed, where we talk with actors, artists, and creators about their work, career, and current obsession. I'm your host, Patrick Holland, and today my guest is the actor and singer Taryn Manning, who you know best as Pensatucky from the series Orange is the New Black. She currently stars along with Bruce Dern and Jeremy Piven in the film Last Call, and will play the title character in the upcoming film Karen, which is loosely based off of the meme. A couple quick heads up, we do talk about the end of Orange is the New Black, and I should note that this interview was recorded in the middle of March over the internet, so please forgive any audio weirdness. All right, um, so Taryn, I have so much to talk to you about, but let's start with the movie Last Call. So it's um, about a, a character named Mick played by Jeremy Piven. He's a real estate developer. And he returns to his old Philly neighborhood to find out that his family bar needs some saving. And um, I'm curious, how would you describe this film? Um, it's such a it's such a feel good movie. Um, you know, it's very like reminiscent of like um, super tight tight neighborhood. And you know, these people have known each other for a very long time, and they go way back, and some things never change. You know, so um, them trying to come together to to well, not all of them, but you know, trying to support him through. Uh, you know, getting this casino bill and the gentrification of the neighborhood. And, you know, it's just a little inner strife that that people would have in such a situation. As I was watching the film, I found it definitely more relatable as I got deeper and deeper into it. Because you're like, oh, yeah, that kind of, oh, yeah, I guess that's what really would happen. Um, Grant, my family never owned an Irish bar. I'm sure they would love to have owned one. Um but I'm curious for uh, you, as far as uh, how, uh, the character of Allie, how did you approach playing her and, and what drew you to wanting to play her in the first place? I, I've worked with the producer. This will be, our, I think, our third or fourth movie, Rob Simmons, together. And I and um, I love him very much. And um, he always includes me and stuff. And so I know him. And then, um, and then, honestly, I've always been a huge fan of Jeremy Piven. And I've known him throughout the years, just like, seeing him out and about or at an event and he just he's always super nice and cool and funny and when I had the opportunity to get to like work next to him I was I was just excited about that I just think he's man he's genius you know he's hilarious and so you're both very 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 funny in this film oh thank you we I think there's been a long time a long time crush perhaps maybe even like proper love you know that reblossoms and you can you can uh, tell the affection throughout it which I really like yeah and I think that's the good word affection because it's not only like the affection of his family but his neighborhood and even the his like brothers are like kidnapping him and putting him in the back of a van for like a beer hop <laughs> yeah. it's like you go like there's affection there and <laughs> I want to ask about a, a, one of the scenes it's kind of about a third way into the film and it's kind of the first big scene between um, Allie and Mick. And you're at a bar. And it's basically the two of you reconnecting. Um, and there's all this other stuff going in the bar. And there's kind of this eye of the hurricane vibe happening between the between uh, Mick and Allie. And I'm curious, how did you approach that scene? And what was it like filming it? <laughs> yeah, it's just so much fun. And, I mean, you really get, like, the sense of everybody's just the closeness and the bond and and um, I think she just kind of, you know, part of the gang. They know her. She knows them. Thinks they're all kind of morons, but loves them. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a bad way, but just, you know, just that's her. That's her guy. Just, you know, nothing's changed really. But um, I think in that moment, if I'm not mistaken, you really kind of get you kind of get the idea that, that 
um, that there could be a little something more, truly, you know? Yeah, and it's not uh, heavy-handed. It's not like, oh, well, here it comes. It's very – it's done – I think I would use like a light touch almost. And I think that goes back to another question I had for you is uh, just you you as an actor have such a genuineness and light touch about the roles you play, not only in this film but Orange is the New Black. And is there something you do as an actor before the scene versus something you do as an actor in the scene to – to find that genuineness, to find that what comes off as natural on screen? Oh, a great question, by the way. Thank you so much. Um, such a great question. I don't know how to answer it. I have no idea. So in my, in my acting studies that I did since I was 13, you know, every week I went to this class that our motto is keep it simple, keep it clear, most of all, be sincere. So where you said natural, like we would get kicked out of the class for saying natural. You had to say sincere. Sincere. I mean, sincere and like anger, sincere and tears, sincere. So if we were doing a scene, like let's say we got got a scene, right? And then let's say the whole class got the the same scene, which I always thought was cool because there was a a competitive nature to that in a way, which I know acting isn't really about competition, but I personally myself love a great competition. So it'd be, like, it'd be like, you know, those two are going to put the scene up and those two, but all these different actors, but putting the same scene up. So that's what's beautiful is all these different colors, but all the same scene. But if we started to act, my teacher was, man, he was rough. But, you you know, you'd launch into it like, yeah, ready to rock. He'd be like, Taryn. And I'm like, yeah, how was your day? Fine, why? All right, let's do the scene with that voice now. You know what I mean? <gasps> Like, oh wow! Yeah. So if I like launched in the scene, like, "Hi, today was a blah blah blah," and you'd be like, "Taryn," and yeah, like that, and because you literally stop over, you stop acting at that point, and you're just having a conversation, and that's I think um, the way that I find the genuineness or uh, the instinct is just first of all, let's just talk together, because as humans, hopefully people listen, and that's what you react on, and can't always be in the script if the script says and then she cries or rolls her eyes if you're not feeling that at that moment you don't have to do that because you're having a genuine conversation not a non-versation okay conversation or (laughs) maybe your character does talk to a wall you know and then you take that approach i don't know it's all just it's just a lot of fun to be honest it can be really hard too sometimes Uh, is it weird seeing something you filmed pre-pandemic during the pandemic just knowing how different it is to film nowadays mm-hmm. yeah because um i ended up doing i was i've been really lucky i, I got to do five movies during the last year which wow. I, I know <laughs> so grateful you know just wow and all different types of roles so i had a lot of fun and um so what i learned in this is that you can really make a movie now with like a skeleton crew i mean a, a full-length feature beautiful picture i mean at such a good price and sorry i'm just my producer hat on but now you can see what you can pull off for so little that it's like you can't even believe the way they used to have these sets packed you know yeah 10 grips and you know what i mean now yeah you can pull this off and that it's mostly because a lot of the money goes to COVID testing the whole darn time you're getting that like every two days and um, it's funny because you know how like on movies you take behind the scenes photos and all that just naturally there's a photographer mm-hmm. it's just funny because we're all in our masks in between and sometimes 
people even forget to take them off and the director doesn't notice and you do a whole take with one on. (laughs) (laughs) It's ridiculous. But then you know that your first AD is sleeping. You're like, come on, man, I'm trying to, you know, can you remember my mask? Thank you. Jeez. You know, I didn't go go to school for that one. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's weird, but it's, you know, it's just, everyone's adapting. And I just think that that's so cool about humans is that, you really can't hold us down too long. We always figure out a way to persevere, you know? Um, so a lot of people may or may not know that you're also a singer. And last year you released the single Time Wasted. Um, what appeals to you about making music? Oh my goodness. Um everything i mean just i mean do you like music i love music and actually i, I listen to some of your music and it's really great when i had another actor on emil hirsch and he had some music i'm like your music's actually really him. good he is um, good. yeah and your music is fantastic and i didn't realize how long you had been doing it um back to like the early 2000s yep getting older i'm <laughs> I mean, like that. <laughs> well, you started when you were 10, right? So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I pretty much. I mean, I started martial arts and ballet. I mean, I, I always was doing something. I, I drove my mom crazy. So hyper, like, I want to do this, that, this. And we were so poor, but I didn't care. I was like, figure it out. <laughs> I want to be a doctor. I want to be in everything. My poor mom, but oh, I love her so much. She, she did such a, she did so much for me. Is there like something that you get to express as a singer songwriter that you don't as an actor? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, most of the lyrics I write in the melodies with some co-writers here and there is pretty much just right, you know, from my heart and just, it's my writing. So it's not like I'm doing a script or something, somebody else's writing, which I do enjoy that too. It's just like a different, probably a different way to emote um, and communicate you know, the universal language, which is music, you know, I've toured the world. It's like, you can be in Japan and they don't speak a lick. I mean, they don't speak anything, but right when your jam comes on and they know it, they know every word. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> wow. You know, like, and it's just so powerful, you know, I truly like, I really love playing live like that. It's really, it's really fun. I'd say you released the single last year. Do you are you um, planning to do more singles or an album or maybe one day get back to touring? Yeah, I have a lot of I have a lot of um, unreleased music and absolutely it's been coming up a lot lately. I kind of went into one of those things where I'm like, no one cares. Like, and I'm not saying that in a way that's like, what was me? I'm saying I used to just take all the money I made from acting, every penny, you guys, everything, and put it right back into going studio time. Per- you know, mixing and mastering it perfect, like getting the best mixers and, you know, live instrumentation and horn sections and, you know, and I spent all my money on this. Finally, a, a decade and a half later, my business managers were like, Taryn, you've got to stop this. There's no return. I'm like, yeah, there will be, I promise. But there isn't, you know, and that's just proof. <laughs> but isn't that also like the passion of doing it though? It's like the fact oh, that you have the... Yes, I just can't. Now I just have to do it because I love it. I can't just, I can't keep fighting to get it hurt. You know, it just has to now just flow out of my body without any strings attached. I had to just uh, get a new relationship with it, which I worked on the last eight months.
Okay, Darren, so the name of our podcast is I'm So Obsessed. And what are you currently obsessed with, Taryn? Currently obsessed with um, vegan cuisine. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. Very, very, very passionate for me right now. Is there certain recipes you're trying, or is it just uh, vegan food in general? Like, what's what is the obsession? Is there oh, something just, in particular? Yeah, it just turns out that there's just such a misconception. You know, you think that you just have to eat like lettuce and like like a bunny rabbit or something, but like you can truly, <laughs> you can have what everybody else has, and so decadent and just, you know, and you don't feel like you're being cheated out of anything. You're like, wow, this is, you know what I mean? And I'm just like learning all these different things. I mean, everything. I think a lot of people have become better cooks during this time. I, I, I agree completely. And I also just uh, say that uh, for a couple of years in San Francisco, I worked at a vegan cafe there. And it is amazing the the food. And it, you said it, there are the lettuce people who just want to have the lettuce. But yeah. there are people who want the chocolate chip cookie that's vegan mm-hmm. and really good or want the uh, the fake eggs or whatever. You know? Yeah, just egg, all that. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, I mean, a raw diet's incredible, but, you know, sometimes – you also just want that kind of greasy feeling thing mm-hmm. yeah. and, and you know because you work there like it's just all doable and it's just really fascinating oh, that's great is there a, a a particular uh vegan food or dish that uh is one of your favorites right now um i love making like i call it uh taco the town it's taco tuesdays and i just use like the <laughs> the garden like crumbles and taco seasoning and make like a taco bar lettuce mm. shredded lettuce cheese salsa vegan sour cream i mean you would think you went to taco bell but (laughs) a a little a little bit more you know just a little extra but not much because you still want that like kind of fast food flavor you know it's so good um i want to ask you about orange is the new black because obviously so many people um know you from that um two years it's been almost two years since the final season dropped when you look back at your work on the show what do you think um, I think I could have done better here and there, to be honest, but but that's always going to be the way that the cookie crumbles, you know, but I feel that I love the writing. I, I truly love, um, I, I love that they gave her such an arc and that she really started somewhere and ended somewhere. Um, I, I at times kind of missed being just weird and gnarly like she was. I feel like, you're making it so nice. Like, she's not nice like this, but, 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 but I was just playing really, but. You know, she went through a lot, so she had some wake-up calls, and turns out that the real her isn't that first person we met. You know, so it was really, it was really fun to see all her colors, and I really loved, um, I loved the cast, and I truly loved the crew, and you know, everybody. We had such a good time. To be honest with you, it was so fun and, and just so powerful. Do you remember the very first scene you shot? For Orange is the New Black? See, they're like when I walk into the church and I just, and the cr- like the whole ceiling comes down. Was it that? We're talking, sorry, it's seven seats. I don't remember the exact first scene, but it's something. I mean, she's she's not pleasant. You know, she's coming <laughs> in like, <laughs> look, I didn't make many friends that first season. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, what about, do you remember the last thing you shot for the series? Oh, yeah, of course. The last thing I shot is, well, have you seen it? Yes. Yeah, and, and, we, and we'll put a spoiler warning in the, uh, the uh, interview here too. Yeah, the last thing that I shot was a um, was a, like a little bit of a MOS again. Um, me walking through the snow. Um, I'd already passed away, and it's sort of like the ghost of me, and I just walked mm-hmm. off into the distance. That was the very last shot I ever shot. 
Wow. Mm -hmm. That's got to be intense filming that. It was. it was. And then, you know, when I was done and they do the picture wrap thing and that's, man, so, you know, it's so emotional. And, but, you know, at the same time, they got to keep working and moving to so just kind of, oh, bye. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really uh, quite amazing. Um, I want to wrap up here by doing something called pick one. I give you a couple of choices. You pick one. It doesn't mean one is better than the other. And I encourage you to talk it out. So this first one should be pretty easy. Um, pick one. Last call or crabs in a bucket. Pick one. Crabs in a bucket. Yeah. And I don't, I didn't, well, I, I think that's such a better, <laughs> last I call is a good name for the film, but crabs in the bucket was the original name of the film. And right. it's kind of like, well, why did they switch it? This happens a lot, to be honest with you my whole career. Really? I, never, I try not to get too attached to any name. Sometimes I'm very pleased that it's changed. I'm like, yes, good job. You know, but sometimes I'm like, really? I like, you know, I like the first one better. And, you know, you just have to imagine that whole meeting that they really worked this through before they even told us. So it's like, you can't, at that point you have to trust. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe there's some guy who owns crabinabucket.com and he won't sell the website or something. like. It might be something stupid like that too, right? Yeah, and maybe, <laughs> maybe like people are like, that's animal cruelty. I mean, who knows? Oh, yeah. You never know. You and know? you want to be careful, right? <laughs> you don't want to be canceled. Okay, this next one is uh, pick one. TV, film, or music? Which one would you pick? Can I, I like to do, I like to play a rock star in a movie. Is that fair? May I choose two? Oh, no, no. This is, go, go with this. Because I wanted, uh, there was a question to get to ask was, why aren't you doing musicals? Like this just seems like it's, it's, you say a rock star in a movie. Is there a rock star you'd want to do a, a movie about? Well, yeah, actually, I've always, I've always thought that playing Blondie would be super cool. <gasps> yes. I really respect her story. Like um, when she was at like the height of her in my understanding and in, in the things I researched, so when she was at the height of her fame and career, like, you know, she was by um, the bedside of, you know, her guitar player, Chris. And, um, she, you know, she just sacrificed herself for, for like love and, and just being there for someone and a friend, you know? I love that uh, nobleness inside of her. Plus, all the while, she's like the original B-girl and she's beautiful and she, her songs are amazing. I yeah oh my god I would I would definitely want to see this film if you did this I would be a, in the front of the line that would be great yeah, all right here's the next one Sons of Anarchy Hawaii Five O or Drive pick one and you you can talk it out so you don't have to like feel like you're picking one what's the choice pending on I mean is it, can I get down to logistics I mean what? it's really up to you uh, I mean so obviously those three are, are three shows that you did and. Um, you had different roles on those shows. Some you did longer than others. Um, but if you had to pick one, which one would you pick of the three? Look at you. Look at you and all your tidbits about me. Wow. <laughs> hey, Wikipedia is a wonderful source. <laughs> all right. Or sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. <laughs> Good job. That's so uh, – it's really um, – Well, and the idea is to get you talking about it. So it's, if, you, if you don't even I'm necessarily – I'm coming. Ready? Hawaii Five O, hands down, without – a shadow of a doubt and of course i gotta ask why <laughs> right and i'm now i'm gonna get into why um that's, <laughs> that's this, this is how these interviews work terry we're, we're both really good at this <laughs> yeah because I, I didn't forget that i said that so because uh, imagine all three had their like perks and all different networks and just all different 
vibes. It's like trying to compare, um, you know, I'm trying to say apples and oranges. Like I love them all. Mm. So Hawaii Five-0, um, well, it was the best paying, all right? We'll start there. But that isn't the number one thing. But then you go to Hawaii. I lived in Hawaii for a year and it was it was a life-changing experience. It's a it's just it's paradise to work in. And then you're just working on this beautiful island and doing, you know, doing it. And they work so hard on that show, you guys. Like, I mean, they just turn these episodes out and um Alex does most of his own stunts. He'll do everything except like set himself on fire. So he works really hard and the whole thing is just really inspiring. You know, it's very very inspiring as far as all that big Big budget action CBS. It's just fun, you know. It's cool, and the residuals are great. So it's the gift that keeps giving. And I, <laughs> I for that. I love how honest you are about all this, and I really appreciate that. All right, so Taryn, it has been a delight chatting with you. Best wishes you. with your film, and I can't wait to see the other four. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for all your good questions. I want to thank Taryn for chatting with me, and I want to thank you for listening. You can watch Last Call on video-on-demand services like YouTube and Amazon Prime. Please take a moment and subscribe to I'm So Obsessed on your favorite podcast app. And if you really like this episode, please rate it. Until next time, take care.